Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora. And welcome to Mixed Bag Where we review the mixed, muddled, meh, mid, mediocre, and Magical movies of film history. It had to be. I was wondering if you'd like pivot and do like Michelle, but oh Michelle, Michelle. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, magic's right there. You got to do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm Matt. I'm Cassandra. I'm James. And we are lucky enough to be joined by a guest this episode. Uh, we are welcoming uh, actor, set designer, uh, singer, uh, all-round lovely person, Charlie Potter. Welcome to the podcast. Oh hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thanks for coming on. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you for suggesting this movie, which has been on our list literally actually, from for the quite very a while. beginning. Mm. So Let's we were... start at the very beginning. Yeah, it was in our like original <laughs> spreadsheet, I think, at some point. Yeah. So we were like, when we saw this on the list, we we're like, okay, we got to do this. We one. have we to do Charlie it. It's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Mm. And very fitting. Uh, Stardust is very bright. It's very colourful. And Wellington right now, like. On the day of recording, it's like kind of the first day of spring. Almost. Spring is springing. Mm, spring is sprung. What day is Father's Day? <laughs> Today. Today. Yeah. The question is, the answer is Sunday. Yeah. What oh. is the question? What day is Father's Day? Oh my God. Do you not know this I do know this meme, but I don't know how to respond to oh it. Oh my God. Like, I don't, I don't know what, feel you, like what you want I feel like I'm on Jeopardy me. or something. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a classic. Yeah. It has to be heard and read and listened to every year. It does, but it it's does fill me with anxiety oh, every yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, talking of things that fill us with anxiety, um, it could be popcorn. Uh, pop culture does many things. Let's jump to our popcorner. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the smoothest of our yeah, yeah, like contains multitude. Pop, 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 popcorner. Yeah, now this is a horror podcast now because now we're discussing our anxiety. Exactly. <laughs> do I have anything that fits the bill? Oh, I do actually. Right, I can start. What have you done? Um, I have been getting more into Le Carré uh, recently. Um, mm, nice. So John Lee. John Lee Le Carré. Yeah, he passed away in 2020. Um, okay, and three years ago. I know, but <laughs> there, there's a documentary on him where it like interviewed him before he died. And if you don't know who he is, he's like he wrote a lot of spy fiction. Um, and I decided to check out Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, um, mm. which I can't remember when it came out. But, 2011. Um, oh, nice. Um, yeah, and it's a uh, nice kind of like moody, like grey rooms and like every British person you have ever seen on screen. Like, it just reminds me of winter. It's cold. It's yeah. burr. Yeah. I don't know. It gives me that those feels. Yeah. Even though I'm not sure it is set in winter, but it's it just looks cold. quite wintry yeah. from the look of I you know, haven't seen the end of the film. Yeah. It. Well I've been I mean, the cold is very fitting. I've been watching checking out that and the spy who came in from the cold, which I've just finished now. Yeah. Um but yeah, I really recommend checking out some Le Carre because it's really it's about like how spy work is about bureaucracy and is soul crushing and there is no real ideologies, it's just trying to like save your own back. Um, yeah, and in like sad, gloomy rooms, uh, as opposed to like the flashy James Bond kind of style. And Le Carre worked in, um, 
espionage, I believe. Um, and so, yeah, it's cool seeing that kind of side of things. Um, yeah. More down to earth. More down to earth. You know, if you just want to see, like, Colin Firth looking glum in a room, <laughs> like, go to Tinker Tailor or just Spy. <laughs> if you want to see that specific Colin I mean, Firth. hey, it does it for me, you know. <laughs> Famously, <laughs> he did that and it won Best Picture with the King's Speech. He looked glum in a room and everyone was like, he was glum, give him the Oscar. He man. was so glum. I remember him saying fuck a lot. Yeah. And that was his big That's speech. Right. Yeah. Yeah, was... yeah. That's actually the titular <laughs> the role. Speech. The King's <laughs> Speech. He just says fuck. When he learned how to say yeah. fuck. Do you know that that castle that they filmed that in was actually like, also like the location of porno shoots, oh. which is incredible. <laughs> That like huge like gaudy wallpaper. Yeah, and yeah. That's oh. um, some next level excellent. like you know uh, budgets on there on the um, <laughs> whatever mm. porn studio was filming. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. It was like you know, it's quite. A Maybe they beyond. had um, a royalty themed. Yeah. yeah. You know? Surely there's royalty themed porn. There I'm sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Show me your Prince Albert. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the his novels they actually like crossover in terms of like George Smiley is a reoccurring character there's this guy called Peter Gwillem who Benedict Cumberbatch plays and yeah Spy Who Came In From The Cold features those same characters so yeah definitely check them out uh, I also checked out Ed Wood which is a really great um, uh, Burton film from the 90s hey, speaking which... of pornos Ed Wood I'm kidding <laughs> yeah yeah I mean he did he did get into directing pornography as well and, he did yeah in his later years um which is about the director of plan nine from outer space seen as like the worst director of all time Edward and it's just it's so good going back to director stuff where it's just like Burden like really knew what he was doing Johnny Depp was unproblematic at the time and it's just like <laughs> a really um yeah a really beautiful movie about like the optimism of like just making a movie regardless of talent just like trying to express yourself through art um the best yeah. part of that movie you haven't mentioned yet what Bella Lugos oh yeah Martin Landau yes. amazing yeah pull the strings yeah you won yeah. an Oscar for that performance yeah deserved yeah it's really for once cool. yeah <laughs> um <laughs> I'm kind of diving into the the 1930s kind of um, uh, monster uh, movies because I might be exploring that in a future show uh, with a friend. So um, obviously Ooh. Bella is a large part of that. So yeah, kind of keen to get into that, like the the style of how they made those movies and the miniature sets and the black and white lighting and the cinematography and Edward is beautiful. So that was impetus to see that. Um, yeah, I think that's it from me. I mean, we've seen a couple together. So yeah, I'll so um, I'll jump in with some stuff that I've been up to. So most recently, um, I've been at the New Zealand De- Game Developers Conference uh, for the last couple of days, which is really cool because I Exciting. have a very small connection with the game development industry, uh, where I um, yeah I am writing on a sh- on a, a play on a not play, a play. <laughs> I'm writing on a game uh, called Adaptory, uh, which is currently in alpha. We'll come out with beta soon, um, which my friend Jevin uh, has been developing for two years. Which which is very cool. So, and you can download yeah. the alpha now, right? You can download the alpha now Ooh, from adaptorygame.com, I believe. Um, and on search, Steam as well. Yeah, just search it on Steam. Um, but yeah, so uh, that was very, it's been really cool. It's been a really inspiring couple of days uh, just listening to lots of talks from people who, yeah, are much more experienced and knowledgeable about game design and game making. Um, and got to yeah learn about some other games that I really want to play, which is exciting. Um, mm. So I've got a whole lot on my wish list that I'm going to check out over the next 
few weeks, hopefully. Um, so then, yeah, yeah. Do other media that I've actually seen rather than like looking forward to. That's a good excuse to like play games. It's for work. Yeah, it's for yeah, work. It's for research. Actually. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, in terms of other stuff that we've seen, uh, James and I and our friend Mike uh, all went to go see uh, The Last of Sheila, uh, which is a film from 1973. It's its 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a murder mystery film co written by Anthony Perkins and Stephen Sondheim. Um, at Stephen Sondheim's Lovers. yeah non-musical out, outing uh, he and Anthony were flatmates at the time and yeah they, flatmates apparently they were just flatmates I thought okay. this was like they were you know, <laughs> but apparently they were dating other people at the time they were just besties um, but yeah they uh, put on really elaborate murder mystery parties mm. uh, throughout their, their time living together uh, and they based this film kind of on that <laughs> um, and cool. so yeah it's this like really fun murder mystery uh, set on a you know, luxury cruise where there's a, a gamesman who has set up an elaborate game for his friends to play, but then there's real murder. Mm. Um, it's, it's great fun. Yeah. Really, really good film. It's a wicked ride. Like, it's yeah. nice twisty turny. Some really great performances <laughs> yeah. in it. A couple there's... of choices that we, we really wish they hadn't made because they would have uh, really greatly improved if they just simply made another choice. The film would yeah. be overall improved. <laughs> if you've but seen the film. You'll know what we're talking you know, about if you've seen it. I haven't seen it yeah. yet, um, but I'll but know when I know. Yeah, if you... Like, Knives Out was really strongly influenced by The Last, last of Sheila. Uh, you can really tell. Um, and so, yeah, if you're a Knives Out fan, then I'd really, uh, really encourage you to watch watch the OG. Um, so yeah, we, we had a great time watching that. Mm. Um, and we also saw uh, Asteroid City um, at the nice. theatre. Uh, so did I, not with you. Mm, yeah. But you know, I saw it which separately. I, I enjoyed a lot. Um, I feel, felt like it was um, it was so odd. Like I think, yeah. I love Asteroid. I, I felt yeah. like it wasn't just kind of twee, but it was also like kind of going beyond it into surreal, which is kind of what I like from Wes mm. Anderson. Like I think sometimes it can be too cute but it's still a bit traditional. It just feels like it's an aesthetic on top of a more traditional story. And here I felt like it kind of went fully into like quite a surreal storytelling, yeah. which was, was really, um, really fun. I like um, um, Scarlett yeah. Johansson in it a lot. Oh, I thought she was wonderful. She was so She's good. Very She's good. so cool. Like, perfect casting. Mm. <laughs> also perfect casting the son for Jason Schwartzman's son. Like, yeah. they look the same. Like... <laughs> identical boy like yeah i I just like the color of it as well it's Mm. just like a particular hue um i love wes anderson i don't know like great the great the great dispatch (laughs) the french dispatch for me was like a peak of his career it is yeah i don't know there's something about his films that's just like these like it's not an overwhelming feeling it's just like a wallop in your throat when he hits those like it's not like it's just simmering underneath Mm. all that kind of structured artifice and i like that um in asteroid city it's the same um he is also just working his ass off he's got another film coming up that's right the henry sugar one a roald dahl adaptation right yeah mm. oh cool yeah. Um, I also love Jeffrey Wright in it. He just like attacks that the, yeah. that dialogue with such vigor, <laughs> like that one long monologue he has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's just it's enjoyable. It's not really something you can kind of summarize very easily. No, I no, guess. I think you should like, just watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. If you like plays, you should watch. Yeah, if you're a theater <laughs> theater person, you'll have a good time. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's basically everything from. Did Benny. you want to talk about Wicked? 
Oh yes, uh, I forgot. Did you? We saw that. Um, yeah, we went and we saw Wicked. Uh, it was a good time. It was yeah. Wicked. <laughs> it was Wicked. Good wicked, good fun. It was my first time experiencing it. So. I have not yet. Yes. Oh, I um, saw your summary. Yeah. Like, oh, he got pretty, pretty good. I did better than I, I thought because I knew about the uni stuff, but I kind of guessed the animal stuff because yeah, I I knew that you just people knew transformed. Was playing a goat. <laughs> well, I knew people transformed into the Tin Man and Scarecrow, but I didn't realise there was more to it than um, there was more animal rights than I thought. Um, yeah, so it was really interesting seeing it and kind of understanding where it kind of fits in with musical theatre, kind of like why it's held up as this big thing, and it totally is. I really, really loved uh, a lot of the performances. Um, yeah, I thought Maya particularly was like a oh, real standout so good. as Glinda. Um, yeah. Just like. We're just talking about the local Wellington production yes. of Wicked, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> if yes, you're yes, not yes. in Wellington, um, listener, back We don't have. Oh, let's, let, let's be honest. We, most of our listeners are here in Wellington. We, most we of them. <laughs> most. Being the operative fair, word. A fair <laughs> amount of people listeners in the States. So All right. Well, shout out to you. You know, a shout out to you for lending us uh, some two great performers, Maya Handanath and Guru, who have moved to Wellington and uh, yeah. now taking our musical theatre scene by storm with their great performances. Yeah. Uh, thanks, America. But now I'm curious um, to see the movie thanks and see they've, they've changed, you know, of the Wicked movie. Like, Oh, yeah, because yeah, we have two out. movies coming, not even this year, but next this and the year the after. Thing. Remind me who's Glenda? Ariana, Ariana Grande. Grande. Oh. And mm. Yeah, Cynthia Rebo okay. as Alphaba. I, I mean, I'm I'm willing to see. Look. I think the idea of turning Wicked into two movies is it's a poor weird. Idea. It's wild. Because Wicked, it's like, wicked you even. know, James steps around it, but like Wicked is one where the first act is very markedly better than the second act, mm-hmm. just like as a show, like as a as a show that's been written, not anything to do with production. Um, which means that doing a just the first act as a movie and then doing just the second act as a movie is a, is a pretty risky proposition. They might be able to pull it off, but I have a lot of doubts about being able to just do the second act of Wicked as a standalone movie. I think they're gonna, of the, most of the good songs are in the first half. They're probably going <laughs> to adapt it pretty heavily. Like, yeah, no, like, I mean, they might They might do a good job. I just, I, I have, <laughs> look, I, I had reservations about cats from the start, and you know how that turned out. Yeah. So, Honestly, this is John's cats, view, You called it. Cats yeah. to me, fever dream. Honestly, yeah. it's better than I could have imagined. The thing with cats, though, is I've had, we've had to see it <laughs> so times many times. Absolutely, and it does have diminishing returns. Yeah, it does. I'm nothing sure. has been as good yeah. as that first cinema viewing. I have managed to avoid it because oh, wow. I know, oh. I, I know, I know, and I have had opportunities and mm. I have sidestepped them because. Mm. I just find it terrifying. I find it terrifying. Do you have a special connection to the original Andrew Lloyd Webber show? Um, No, not really, to be honest. I I was obsessed with musicals from a young age, Mm. and I think I watched Cats when I was about eight, and I was like, what was this shit? (laughs) (laughs) I was highly disappointed. Eight is too old to be introduced to Cats for the first time. You already kind of understand irony at the age of eight. Mm. I was very into Cats when I was like, kindergarten age like primary like early primary the cats on stage because yeah there's cats and they're on stage and they're jumping about and you can dress in a cat's costume and jump around on the couch and you're not craving that narrative yeah exactly Mm. you don't you don't understand (laughs) stories working yet but Mm. yeah by the time you're you know by the time i was eight i'd moved on to you know joseph I'm a big fan of that. It had a clear story that I could follow. The same. Friendship ended with cats. Joseph is Joseph, my new best friend. friend. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it it sort of moved on at that stage. But cats, yeah, the the thing is the cats movie is that it's, 
it just takes you by the hand and it's like time to experience hell like it's it's, it's definitely an experience wild. for sure mm. especially the first time you watch but it but yeah i think just seeing it in the cinema knowing that it was going to be a time oh, well. yeah. was, was, a, was just a different experience i feel like any other steven other schwartz who did wicked like serves a similar role as andrew lloyd webber of like very much an inheritor like welcome come on into musical theater like you know through like godspell or wicked yeah like an andrew lloyd webber with phantom and stuff it's like have you seen this? Like, it's very accessible. Yeah. yeah. It's sort of like that kind of pop sound, but not like jukebox musical, but like yeah. that sort mm. of um, an accessible sounding musical theatre that's not too, you know, not mm. too complicated. Then up the back, <laughs> sometimes like smoking a cigar, yeah, being like, here's some real dark shit. alleyway. <laughs> yeah. With my friends, here's Dave Valloy and Michael John LaCusa. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, hanging yeah, yeah. out here. Cool. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's that's wicked. Um, I would say go and see it, but uh, by the time the, I'm pretty sure it finished, <laughs> I think it's yeah. Yeah. I think it's done. Yeah. Last night. Oh, yeah. Right. So a review of the show. It's been. It's it's been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. You guys. What, what, what have you? I'll what jump you in. It's been three weeks since I've recorded since we've recorded. So yes. I've got a, a, f- oh, a, got a list. list. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's not a, a big one. I just want to like you know mention. We talked about the FIFA Women's World Cup. The winners were Spain. Congrats. Um, <laughs> I watched the film Red, White, and Royal Blue. Oh, how, uh, did, yeah. how did you find it? It was cute. Okay. You Do know, you know about this child? It's fine. No. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's like a, it's a whole it's phenomenon, apparently. It's, like a, it's just an adaptation of a very famous, like, YA novel about yeah. the, 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 the president. From One Direction fanfic, I believe. Oh, was it? Yeah. But it was, it's the president's <laughs> son and the Prince of England, um, I guess, like... Falling in love. Oh, at, at first, no, they're at no, odds. I hate it. Thurman is the president. Yeah. Oh, so okay, okay, okay. it's cute. I mean, look, if this is the gateway for young people to find out about like queer, cute love, fine. Yeah. And it's also R-rated because there's a very graphic sex scene in it, which you wouldn't expect. <laughs> oh. But from a YA adaptation, it's graphic but tender. You know, like yeah. it's it's yeah. So I like that aspect of it and they're cute but they're also both straight which is really funny um in terms of the actors yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, not the characters not the characters yeah. like, oh, wow we just like fell into straight. each other's beds and embraced <laughs> yeah um uh from the film festival we didn't talk about the film eo which uh mm. i enjoyed and i think you guys did not we didn't enjoy eo that much it's I, a it's a visual I, feast i don't i didn't I, hate it it was all right but, yeah i just felt like it didn't go anywhere it was just kind it's of... like a picaresque adventure of this donkey yeah which i thought you would like and i would dislike i know that's the thing i was i was kind of more excited for donkey adventures and instead it was just kind of like eastern europe <laughs> eastern europe oh, was rough. and then it was uh like, it was just kind of more sad things happening to this donkey and then Eo both kills and is killed. Like, it's, yeah. it's quite sad. It's the nature of life. <laughs> it was a real downer. Mm. I think it's what did you distressing. Think? It was yeah. quite distressing. <laughs> what did you think about the Isabelle Huppert The, the vamp square? The vamp scare? She, like, comes Weird. in and she starts, like, Odd. smashing plates... And she's in love with her stepson. Yeah. Yeah. Weird and we're and like, odd. where is the donkey? He's not in the scene. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> What's happening? I'm always here for Isabella Pierre. I love that scene in itself, but connected to the movie. It was so strange. Out of place. Weird. Um, weirdo. <laughs> um, I also saw the film Bodies, 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 which I loved, which I think you should see Cass. Cause it's, yes. You um, guys have both told me that I should see it. Yeah. In um, yeah. Rachel Sennett, a star. Love that she's um, blowing up from listening to her in podcasts as a podcast guest years ago to, you know, 
tackling the screen, and I can't wait to see Bottoms with Ayo Edabiri. If it comes to New Zealand. It's not, so we'll yeah. find other ways. Watch out, that's a warning. Um, <laughs> I also saw the film... That's right, internet police. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I also saw the film Reality with Sydney Sweeney. Oh, yeah. Um, it, was, it was, you know, it's a TV movie. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting. She's actually, like, has this, like, skill where she plays a regular person, and I believe her, and I don't see that she's playing dress up. And That's it's surprising. Yeah. Honestly. Like... <laughs> I don't know. There's just like this small town quality about her, and it's a, like a really cool role in that she's like not sexualized in any way at all, and gets to show more of her acting skill. And I can't get over the fact that the whistleblower's name is Reality Winner. I know it's a crazy name, for crazy a person actually to have in the world. Yeah, yeah. Before like her parents were and like, she was yeah, born before Reality call TV. Her reality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With the last name Winner, yeah. incredible. Um, it sounds like, you know, like, have you ever heard of the man Preserved Fish? That's a name? Yeah, but back in the, like, oh, Puritan no. era, there was a man called Preserved Fish. Wow. Well, they <laughs> had some like crazy names. Reality winner would be, yeah. like, Preserved Fish's wife. Yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> they had some crazy names back in, back in those days, for sure. Is Ed his, like, is it Triple it's, Barrel? It's preserved, preserved but it was pronounced Preserved. Okay. Yeah. Nice. It's because I think it was short for like my soul hath been preserved by God or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, it was yeah. like a long one of those ones. It's like a full sentence. Oh, they put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. Yeah. It just gives me like you know crucible vibes. Exactly. Like that kind I mean, of... it was that era. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, in trailer watch, I love the trailer for the new Emerald Fennel film. Saltburn, which is getting mixed Looks reviews great. at Venice, but we love a, a divisive queen. Um, right. I, you know, it's it's Rosamund Pike in her um, Ice Queen era again, yet again. Mm-hmm. We love that, mm-hmm. and um, Barry Keoghan, who you guys love. I also love when he's being a creep. Um, you're just like I'm a little bit less in favor of Barry Keoghan than us. Is that, that, that no? I love I love him when he's like in killing of a sacred deer mode, and you love him in Banshees of Inisherin mode. Yeah, but he's, he's still being he's a still, little, he's a little strange guy. He's a little no, he's crazy not, he's, as well. He's mentally challenged in Banshees, I think. He's not being a creep. He's a bit of a creep. He's hitting yeah. on that nice Yeah, lady. I mean, should he be playing that role? Maybe not, yeah. But it's, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and also, Poor Things, that trailer goes off, and it's going to be a major player. Emma Stone looks a cred, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to see her in that. Um, I also saw the Barbie exhibit, which is cute. I also saw the Barbie film again. I love it now. Off to you, Kelly. <laughs> Where's the Barbie exhibit? Is it in It's Wellington Just Museum. Wellington Museum. Oh. The Barbie Collectors oh, exhibit. Really it's cute. It's the one room, but you know, you it's, get a lot you know, of it. It's free. It's cute. It's free and it's cute. Yeah. I also saw the Barbie movie again. Yeah. Had to go uh, take my husband to see it. Yeah, what do you um, think? Well, actually. No, I, I, that makes it sound like he didn't want to go and he really, <laughs> he really wanted to go. Yeah. I loved it. Um, I loved it probably more the second time. That's yeah. how I felt. I, same. Mm. Yeah, there's I felt something like about I could it. absorb everything that was going on because there's a lot going on. I think the first time around, mm. you just don't know where it goes. Like, it's just like zip, 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 zip. Um, mm. <laughs> as they say in the industry. Yeah, <laughs> exactly that. And I just, I had the song, I had... I'm just Ken stuck in my head for oh, like the whole yeah. 10 days oh, between. Yeah. And so, yeah, I kind of had to see it to kind of shake Fair that enough. out of my brain. Um, but yeah, sort of still in love with it. I just, um, the the opening chords to What Was I Made For? 
boil up in my in my oh, throat every time. Yeah. It's just those. It's, oh, it's used so well throughout the film. Yeah. The sound yeah. design is just so good. Like making it the theme. Ah, great. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's very exciting. It's the first time I've been like really, really excited to see something in a while. Um, I've still, I still haven't seen Oppenheimer. I've been putting it off. It's a long it's movie. Long. Yeah. I think you maybe you could see it at home where you can like take breaks and stuff. I think that's kind of what I'm holding out yeah. for because I'm like, it's it's a long time yeah. after work. Yeah. And on a Friday, I'm like, oh, I just Absolutely. I want to go skip about. I don't want to, I, I don't want to watch bombs on a Friday evening. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing as well. Like, I think a lot of people have been like, oh, Oppenheimer, go and see it in uh, IMAX and all these things. And I'm like, to be honest, it is a lot of it is just lots of men talking in, in different environments. Mm. Like, yeah. it's quite a talky film. It's not like a big action movie. The IMAX about it is maybe like 20 minutes of the film. Yeah, there's like, <laughs> there is some yeah. big bomb. There is some like visually interesting, you know, I don't want to say it's like not visually interesting, but I'm like, I don't think it is a film where it would not stand up at watching it at home. Like, I feel like yeah. it doesn't necessarily it is quite talky right yeah, yeah. like i don't know it's like, not in a bad way not in a bad way yeah. but i'm just like i don't think it's like oh you gotta see this in the cinema you know like i feel like waiting till it comes out on home makes sense to me for it but you know it's maybe like just, just pinstripes in imax like is that really needed you yeah. know it's a lot <laughs> Um, but other than that, hit a really exciting for me um, thing this week that um, hasn't happened to me for a long time, and that's actually catching up with a show as it's being released because I'm terrible Ooh, for watching something like good. ages after yeah. it's come out, and so I can just binge it all straight away. But only murders in the building. Oh, cool. I oh, wow. love it so much. <laughs> I love it so much. It's a very comfy, comfortable, comfy show where you it can just is. like settle in. It's so cozy. It is, and that, I think it's just, um, it's got the right amount of coziness and comfort, but also every now and again something that's just a little bit shocking, mm, and mm. then just sort of sweetness, and it's very camp, and this whole series is set in a theatre, which just feels, it's just, mm. it's just delightful. Yeah. I'm a sucker for a murder mystery, and yeah, loving everyone in it. Yeah. Oh, we've really yeah. enjoyed the first two seasons. Yeah, really looking to, forward to diving into the next the one. Season. And I just think all three of the leads are just very dynamic and you know, it's charming. So so charming, especially yeah, Martin Short. Cool. It's just like so great seeing him the, like, mm-hmm. have another Martin moment. He's so oh, good. he's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And there's a really there are a couple of really great um, actors in the present ser- series as well that are just oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's meaty and exciting. I love it. Brill, gorgeous. Me. So you, all right. Wow. Well, that sounds magical, Charlie. So it's time to. (laughs) (laughs) You know what else is magical? Our feature presentation. Feature presentation. Good one, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) What a segue. Uh, right, so... I think it was better than Anxieties. No, oh, yeah. It was good. 100%. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Um, so, Charlie, you suggested Stardust oh, for the podcast. I did, What made I? you want to bring this movie to the pod? Um, I think because, um, because of the genre, it's always been a very comforting movie for me. I tend to gravitate towards um, sort of fantasy stuff. I love a dragon. Mm. I love a dragon. Not that there's a dragon in, no this, movie. in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but um anything, anything that involves magic, I'm just there. It just um it's my childhood basically. 
Um, so I, I guess I, I, I was pulled towards it because of that when I first watched it, and then I watched it um, and had many other feelings about it, um, <laughs> and then rewatched it um, last night and had many more feelings about it. <laughs> so I kind of knew that it would have stuff in it that um, could potentially be problematic and have not aged particularly well and mm. uh, yeah that's, that's yeah can't wait to hear those thoughts <laughs> yeah. so, so everybody else what is your pre- previous experience with this film um i hadn't seen it for the longest time i was a big neil gaiman fan and had read like the sandman um which i'm rereading at the moment and like uh, some of his other books um, graveyard book and um Coraline and stuff like that but i hadn't got around to Stardust for a while, but a while is, and then yeah, maybe like ten years ago or something like that. I saw it. No, no, just the movie. Um, Yeah, and was uh, wanting to kind of fill it in, and I remember generally liking it. um, Yeah, with a a cool cast, and um, yeah, and it was interested to revisit it. Um, my uh, history with Stardust is that it was playing when I was working at the cinema in um, Lower Hutt in Queensgate Mall when it was the Sky City Cinemas and, um, and not event cinemas. I think that's what it's called now, if they're still there. I don't remember if they're open. I think they have IMAX now. I like there, you right? just looking at me like I have a <laughs> yeah. of knowledge of how I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, I never got around to seeing um, Stardust. Uh, I think I saw... Because Cla- this your first time. Yeah, oh, I think I saw oh. Clash of the Titans around the same time, oh, yeah. and I was I like, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm good. Fantasy that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. Sure. Yeah, that, yeah, that would ruin your appetite. <laughs> yeah. So I never got around to seeing it, but it's always kind of intrigued me vaguely. Um, when did this film come out? 2007. Clash of the Titans mm. totally came out 2010. Oh, yeah. maybe no, not Roth because that's later. I don't know. There was something that there must I be something else that yeah, something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember being like, "I'm alright, thanks." Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's so funny. In my head, it was Clash of the Titans. No, this I'm whole like, time. I have a very specific memory yeah, yeah, yeah. about seeing both of these films. But um, so return to Stardust. Yeah, here is that I when I was like 13, 14, I would like get together with all my friends from intermediate that mm-hmm. no longer went to my school because I went to an all-girls school. Most of my friends were boys. Um, so we would, like, get together every few weeks and go see a movie. And so this sort of persisted through 2006 and it's 2007. That's um, so sweet. And so 2007, this is one of the films that I saw with that group. Nice. And I feel like we all thought it was fine. <laughs> Not have a strong, strong feelings to wear around this film, but uh, that's yeah. how I saw well, it. Well, I mean, that's perfect for this part. Yeah, fine. Exactly. Is great. That's why exactly. it's been like a strong mixed bag. Yeah. It felt very yeah. much in the middle. Um, yeah. Mm. So before we can talk further, yeah, I mean, I should just say this is this is Matthew Vaughan's first big film aside from Layer Cake, right? And then he went on to do, like, Kingsman um, series. Oh, and X-Men, yeah, that's right. And Kick-Ass, oh my god, another contender. Mm. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, he's pretty working pretty regularly now as, like, an action kind of filmmaker. Yeah. Awesome, yes. Uh, But before we get into the plot, uh, the... Yeah, Yeah, we're going to talk about the plot. Right now with... Who's doing it again? It's my turn. I feel like I get all the really, like, hard movies, but let's let's try it. Just a reminder, with this new format, when it starts sounding really intense, that means you have 30 seconds. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. We have uh, a sense for that 30, 30 second yeah. um, thing. Yeah. Movie in a minute, starting from now. 
It's the olden times and there we're in England and there's a small village called Wall and Wall is uh, on the other side of a wall from this big fantasy kingdom and uh, Ben Barnes goes across the wall, has sex with a lady and comes back, conceives a son. She has a son, the son grows up. The son is now like half of both worlds. He goes across uh, into the fantasy land to go and retrieve a falling star that because he wants to bring that star back to convince this woman to marry him. Um, so he's going to go look for the star. The star, it turns out, is a lady. It's Claire Danes. Um, and then also looking for the star is this prince who wants to try to find a necklace that she has for if he gets the necklace then he becomes the king and also this witch who wants to eat the star's heart because it gives her eternal youth and powers um, and so they're all trying to like find the star but the, the boy gets there first because he's got this magic candle from his fairy mother um, and then he and the girl have to try to journey back there's a whole lot of various like hijinks everybody's after this woman um, at one point they get rescued by Robert De Niro who's a pirate who's gay in the sky and then <laughs> at the end they fall in love and become the king and queen of the fantasy land that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just, a, lot yeah. Of, a lot of stuff they, happens. They defeat the witch, obviously. Yeah, of course. <laughs> they, they win, it's good, and it's happy at the end. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Yeah. I think that covered... yeah, we, got, we packed a lot well, in there. I think there's a lot, a lot of lot. premise in there. But, packed uh, a lot yeah. in there. <laughs> it makes it sound really great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, cool. Yeah, I mean, that pretty much covers... A lot of it, yeah. Uh, oh, did you mention Mark Strong and his Septimus? And yes, all that? Yeah. so he's a he's a prince. This is a prince. Yeah, that's the prince. Yeah. One of the, yeah. the one of, antagonists, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> one of the antagonists. Yeah, they're all chasing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's basically rat race, but in storm <laughs> stormborn. Or I whatever. had not realised that, but you're <laughs> yeah, correct. Really? There is a yeah. rat race element to this film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, what is what's the trend of like mixed bag movies that all racing for a MacGuffin? Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, we've talked about the plot. Now it's time to talk about the hot with our segment, Hot Butter. Most visually pleasing. Okay. <laughs> uh, hmm. I'll jump in. Okay. I thought the hottest person in this movie was Sienna Miller. And I thought it made sense for me personally why this young man would journey <laughs> and take a star to this beautiful woman. Um... Purely physically. Obviously, when you take the whole package... Oh, so she's not a very nice girl. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> no. But I got mm. it. I got it. Right? And she's the only one in the village, right? Like, she might be that she like, a small village. She might yeah. just... No, yeah. wait, no, she had two friends when she was at she her house. Yeah. Oh, she, she did. She had two friends in the house. And her Pete <laughs> Venus to him. She had her two friends. Yeah, she had her, like, you know, her Gretchen Wieners. So, and- <laughs> <laughs> so as I was, like, watching the movie when, like, they were gone and she was a bit nice, I was like... Oh, I wonder if she was just like pretending, pretending to be, to be mean. Yeah, nah, she just yeah. likes the attention. Yeah, yeah, she is. Which I think is bad B energy, especially yeah. for that village of Wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and well, it's interesting because there's a lot of like proto hot candidates who people that become very hot. Like Ben Barnes becomes a very hot man later I on. I think Ben Barnes is quite good looking. I think Ben Barnes is close to his peak hotness. Here. I was actually going to yeah. say Ben Barnes for my oh, own, okay, Daddy Barnes. because. <laughs> Basically, I forgot how this, you know, I hadn't seen this 2007. And so I started at the beginning of it, and there was this young man trying to get across the wall, and it was oh, Ben Barnes. And I was, he was like, he was good I looking. don't remember Ben Barnes being the main I didn't recognise it was, it was Benny <laughs> Boy. I was like, oh, like, oh, I, think, I feel like I should have remembered that he was the main character of this film. And then, of course, like, time jump happens. He's not the main character. He's only in the beginning prologue, because yeah. he grows up into a different actor. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so definitely I feel like from that reaction, that, that gives him the prize of hot butter. Okay. For you. For me. Yeah. Um, because I was like, I was, I was excited. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize Ben Barnes was going to be yeah. in the film. Different dude. 
Yeah, not no. <laughs> different energy as well when he grows energy. up. Yeah. yeah, and you've got like Henry Cavill as like the bad guy who's like. Right. I, I like didn't recognise. Yes. And Did you know? No. Wow. Until James then was like, "That's Henry Cavill," and I was like, "It is." Like yeah. I just wasn't expecting him. He I don't associate him with this era, you know. Like yeah. of course he's still working then. And but, he yeah. he shares a cheeky wink with Robert De Niro at the end. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Didn't notice that. Um, yeah. sexy I mean, I was, I was yeah. having issues with why are they at the wedding? Like, why are they at the yeah. <laughs> coronation? Well, I think Tristan England. just wanted to show off. I think <laughs> it was. Yeah, I like think so. A, yeah. And I mean, if really you get invited really to the royal wedding, I would take it. <laughs> yeah, just to rub it in their faces. Uh, my pick, I have two that I'm jumping between, but I'll go with Mark Strong with his, like, Ooh. hair around it's his shoulders. It's because he's Snape coded, oh, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, it's the Snape coded. It's like. <laughs> He's driven. He is so Snape coded yeah. in this film. Oh, totally. He's, he's killing he his definitely siblings. Like, he's got real main character energy of the siblings. Like you look yeah. at all of these other brothers, and you're like, well, clearly I know which one's going to be the main Seven brother. Us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I thought Rupert Everett was going to have a it bigger a role. Yeah. 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 But I just like his gravelly tone. I think. Oh, he's also in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Very good there. Always love Mark Strong, and it's a nice meaty role for him. He's... And he looks good. Like the hairstyle, you wouldn't think it works on a on a famously bald man but no. was he bald at that time I don't think he was bald at that time was maybe he maybe not I think he's been rocking it for a while I, I, I associate Mark Strong with being bald like yeah. I don't Mark think Strong, so a guy we were hair. talking about villain coded people like a Mark few Strong. episodes back definitely Mark Strong and mm. I read up that he was actually the runner up to, to playing Anton Chigurh in No Country for Old Men oh. he was in the final two how would he have looked with that haircut? I know. <laughs> I think it would have worked, but I feel like they made the yeah. right decision with Joaquin. His otherness definitely brought with something. Joaquin. Joaquin. Joaquin, sorry. Javier. Um, Javier. <laughs> the other J. The other J. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. He's Charlie. just got those intense eyes. Mm. Yeah. Brows. Yeah. For me, it's lovely Una. It's Tristan's mum. That was oh, my other choice. Yeah, she's yeah. so gorgeous. Even though I was distracted with thinking, like, what? I, I did look up the age gap between yeah. the actors. I was going to say, <laughs> she like, yeah. didn't how can she be the yeah. mum? Like, <laughs> I was a little confused about that, and I just put it down to, oh, this is a it's fantasy magic, world. Yeah. And it's when magic. she's got that little yeah. chain on, she doesn't, she doesn't age because yeah. she's stuck on is a bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the bird thing. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, my runner-up, though, is Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes, yeah. And when she got um, undressed and she looked back at the mirror and gave it a little, like, once-over, I was like, yes, actress, oh, star, yeah. love her. I was like, issues with the tone of the film at that point. <laughs> that was one of my tonal issues moments. But, uh... <laughs> but yes, Michelle is gorgeous. Yeah. She lovely. always is. We do is. love Michelle. We, and, we... and it's the energy as well. She's, like, gone. She's apparently played... Her character's name is Lamia, a reference to the Keats poem, and she's yes. going through and she's killing people and eating hearts and whatnot. Yeah. Mm. It's um, it's very main character energy, which yeah. is sexy. Mm. All right. Yeah. Well, that's a mixed mixed bag of different. Yeah, it's a, it's a visually appealing film. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It must be a pretty hot movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's get into it. Let's get into our our bottles. Thing. Well, I mean, don't we have? Our newest segment oh to discuss. Oh my goodness. It's because I don't have it in front of me. That's very true. Thank it's you, the ugly stepchild. Yeah. It's our titular <laughs> role. There is no role of the tempest. It is the titular role. No. Okay. Well, one, it was based on the book slash graphic novel. Yeah, this is another one where, like, the, obviously the title comes from another place. But in terms of the movie, yeah. it's... Uh, 
at the end, right? Like when she Stardust mm, does yeah. does, does get invoked mm. directly. So we see um, the titular role. Yeah, yeah. So he, I don't know what makes him do the experiment. I guess no. he's just trying to take back something of the star to Victoria. To Victoria. So he's fulfilled his promise, even when he goes to break up with her. Well, not even break up. They're not together. But like, say, I don't he, interest you well, anymore. Well, he does I'm this like elaborate acting performance where he's like, yeah. I, I, I grab the star and like. You know, it's yours now. Yeah. She's like, it's so small, but it's actually just like it's like it's. Well, we know that it's here. Yeah, he's, from, he cuts a from lock the of, previous of, scene. Uh, Claire Danes, what's her name in the film? Um, Evane. Evane, yeah. that's right. And then um, he cuts she, a lock of Evane's so hair. So we're ex- expecting it to be like a lock of her hair when she unfurls the package, but then she's just like, ah, it's just a bunch of stardust. Uh, because yeah, Evane the star will turn into a rock when she crosses over the magical wall back into England, uh, the real world. Yeah, um, but yeah, what do we think of that as a as a t- as a role as a title? So. I think it's nice. I think it's evocative. Um, yeah. It doesn't have to like because this is a a big film with like mm. lots of different ideas. But I think it sells like that you're in a fantasy, like you're it's evocative. It's like I don't know. I like it. It's kind mm. of like. It's not like Fantasy Kingdom 5 or something where I'm like, oh, boring. Yeah, we're not called like, you know, I think it's it's quite nice to have a fairly simple title for a fantasy now that we're in like the era of a really specific fantasy naming conventions where everybody's doing like Game of Thrones-esque titles. Like every sort of fantasy series that's coming out now is called like you know, the wind of lost and yeah. <laughs> of love and loss. They, they like, title you know, their subtitle, yeah. Yeah, part one of the Something Chronicles. Like, you mm. know, it's all, everything is all very bad. Yeah. And so, so having a single word is kind of a nice change, I guess. And it yeah. still points to an important part of the plot as yeah. well, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is that definite, oh, I get it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, there yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anything else that I would rather call it. Yeah, no, none of the other characters. Title. Good yeah. job, Neil. Yeah, well done. <laughs> good job. <laughs> Thumbs up. Good job on this one. All right. Well, now let's jump into our bottles. What really, what really stood out for people? I think conceptually, the idea yeah. of like a, a falling star that is like a person in this like fantasy world, I think, is a really interesting idea. Like, I think a lot of the ideas from the book itself, like from the source material, I think are really strong and really interesting. Like, I think, yeah, the sort of the idea of like a star being like a personified person and then like the witches having to like eat her heart to maintain power mm. and youth and energy like mm. that all kind of makes sense in terms of a fantasy rules setting and like i think it's really evocative and creates an interesting story like, yeah i, I was I drawn in i was like cool. from the moment i heard ian mckellen's narration <laughs> in that very first scene i was like i'm strapped in i forgot Callan did open narration. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. enough of his narration. No. Yeah. He doesn't come back. He's not in there again. I think maybe I think he, he narrates the end right. as well. Where they become stars. Yeah. Right. But I don't know, like the world of it was very interesting to me. Mm. Like um, when he crosses over to the wall and he like look, you know, like buys a flower and, mm. and he's like, how much does it cost? And she's like, the first three years of your memory as a child or like <laughs> yeah. something else. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was I was like into this fantasy world of, of like, um, yeah, it's it's just uh, 
it's mysterious and it's like alluring. Mm. Yeah. And with the princes and the kings as well. Yeah, I the, love this. The, the cutthroat stuff. Like, oh my god. Oh, the brothers. Yeah. yeah all killing each other. Peter thing. O'Toole did not have to eat the scene that he was in. <laughs> I know. He was so good. This is brief appearance. This is the second of two like dying kings role I've seen him play because I forgot to mention Troy, the director's cut uh, I watched recently, and he like nails every single scene as a tragic prime or Priam, however you say it. And here, yeah, he's he's got a lot more vim and vigor than Priam, and he's like, you need to get this stone. <laughs> I was just like... And I was like, yes! An actor. Yes. In cre- the presence. Truly. Yeah. He did not have to steal the movie in one scene like that, but yet he did. And it yeah. reminds... his chuckle for me. It's <laughs> oh, yeah. when, like, one of the brothers pushes the other brother off the tower, and then he yeah. just... There's a pause, and he lets out this chuckle, and you're like, oh, <laughs> this is a bad man. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, I really like the villainy in this film. Like, I think Mark Strong Mm. is, like, really great um, because he is, like, storming around trying to solve this thing and he's playing it to the hilt. And, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer and the other witches, but especially her, is just, Mm. like, I like how kind of nasty she is and how, like, willing to just, like, cut throats and kill people. And I feel like the the sort of plotline can hold up to quite a lot of villains pretty well because Mm. they're, they're all sort of slightly different motivations. Like, you've got both of those two and then you also have, like this other minor witch that is yeah. um, just seems to kind of for her yeah, own entertainment I, likes to take people prisoner and turn them into the animals. Like, I, like, love, it's I just... love the details of the word like salt what's her name dishwater sal or something yeah, Ditch, yeah. Ditch water. Sal. not dishwater that's a, <laughs> dishwater sal far too it's a modern yeah. reboot, reboot of ditchwater um, but yeah who's just kind of like a minor a minor baddie who just like yeah just travels the country roaming turning people into little animals yeah. because she just likes little animals i guess and puts them in a little cage yeah <laughs> charlie what what drew you into into this world I really enjoyed how there are just little, really cinematic, gorgeous snippets of the world mm. every now and again. Um, in that, I mean, it's a sort of a post Lord of the Rings kind yeah. of oh, yes. world of cinema, I of guess. Course. But you just see this drone footage of an amazing like heath, and there's some mountains here, and then suddenly you're on a beach, and there's ice everywhere. And I really loved that feeling of like, ooh, there's something, there's something more to this, and I kind of want to understand a bit more about this world. And mm. yeah, you just sort of see little windows into the different locations every now and again. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. Yeah. Do we have any particular performers? We've sort of talked about Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, I loved her setting up her little like hotel business as well. That like, was a very good little trap. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like transfiguring <laughs> so this goat and this goat herd, and <laughs> she yeah. already turned into a goat, and then like making this this in situation. But just like the um, small British actors that pop up, like Joanna Scanlon and like the other witch. I don't actually know her, but like caked in makeup and. Generally, like... though, some of the pop ups not <laughs> yeah. so strong. Well. <laughs> I do, I do like, I do like the Ricky Gervais pop up and that he gets killed. <laughs> yeah, he does. He, he gets killed nice and, and, killed. and suffers and, and gets tortured. <laughs> I really enjoyed um, Mr. Weasley, the the oh, goat. Yes. Yeah, yeah. When he, I was just thinking like the amount of training he would have had to have done. To, he he jumps up. He has this moment where he's sort of half goat, half man, and he jumps up onto a bar counter and he does it twice. Mm, and I was just does, thinking, yeah. I bet he trained so hard to do it once that mm. <laughs> he was like, "Please let me do it again." Like, it's really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and great. He had a great like goat jaw action thing happening. He committed to that. Mm. I mm. loved it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. 
I like the the production and the costumes. Like it really like you know put me into the world. It was cute. I loved it. It was you know fantasy, but it gave you it's 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 what you expect. And um, that that box was ticked for me. Mm. What do we think about the sky pirates and stuff? I like conceptually. I like yes, yeah. I say. I like pirates. conceptually. Um, yeah, conceptually, like the sky pirates. Same. I don't know if I love the execution of the sky pirate plot line, um, but like generally, we love pirates in the sky. I'm a big Edge Chronicles girl. Like you know, into the idea that there are pirates chasing lightning storms mm. up in the skies. Um, but yeah, uh, it felt like the the actual execution of that plotline didn't quite work for me but the um yeah the idea mm. on. Mm. <laughs> again like maybe in the book might work better <laughs> um i loved claire danes i just oh, yeah? i just love her mm. i just she's think a great she's actress. so yeah she's a great actress and she's just so relatable and i think she's she's just a very warm actor so i just felt like it was quite oh easy God. to sort of connect with her i need to be one over onto the claire dane i think train, i think because personally i've always not been a huge claire dane so, person so like, i in my in my childhood just just seeing like this like romeo and juliet like little women i was always kind of like oh she just didn't seem like she was doing very much i, kind of I actually kind of boring. i i love but, claire danes but when because in my head claire danes is a hardened like powerful woman like like modern day yeah modern day especially like in like homeland and um uh flashman is in trouble and like she's just got this like Mm. really hard and her like chin is used to like perfect (laughs) like you know use your features kira kira uh, the holy trinity is kira reese and um claire our chin sisters the holy trinity yeah the holy trinity (laughs) (laughs) obviously the one in the middle is kira yes but yeah, to me, she's very tough, and, like, I really like her in that moment. So it was kind of surprising to me. Again, I forgot that, as you said, like, she was Beth in Little Women, and, mm. like, she was Juliet. So I guess this was still the time where it she was, was still yeah, that was kind of, like, <laughs> sweetheart. So it was surprising to me. I don't know if I quite, like, got it yet, because I was like, oh, you've got the Claire Dane's face, but not the attitude that I'm used to, mm. but she's um, a great actress in general. I really like Claire Danes. Yeah, I, I really like her in Romeo and Juliet because I really like she's her so sweet connection that. with Leonardo and their kind of dynamic. I think what maybe gave me a little bit more pause here is she, Charlie Cox, who I think is a really strong actor as well, and her just don't seem to have yeah, the I, chemistry. I maybe. didn't think they had yeah. chemistry. That's my biggest problem yeah. with the Same. two of them. And the character. His yeah. character. Yeah. I just kept on thinking... Well, I really like you. Why mm. do you really like him? Like, what's going on? I mean, I guess there's not an awful lot of guys when, up there. When she the fell in love with him? Yeah, yeah. I didn't get yeah. it. Yeah. I did yeah. not yeah. get it. Well, I wanted because... to spend a bit more time with him. Like, it feels like there's so much plot in this that it could be a miniseries. Mm. Well, I'm like... I was thinking that I feel like now, because miniseries are, like, a huge a deal, thing. they yeah. would make the four books into, really like, do. the four-episode miniseries, whereas... Back then, miniseries were like... No, not, not, not at the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm. you had Band of Brothers and then nothing yeah. else, really. Yeah. I guess it comes down to, like, tone-wise. Like, it clicked... You you were reading something from Wikipedia where you said that Matthew Vaughan, the director, was frustrated that um, it was marketed as, like, a full-on fantasy, whereas he was going for a Princess Bride thing. That's um, right, yeah. And when you said Princess Bride, I was like, oh... That's what they were going for. That's what, that's what they're going, going for. for. Mm. Um, yeah. Because... Um, for me, like, I find... This and this is moving bananas. into bananas a little bit. <laughs> like, some of the tonal stuff 
doesn't fully work for me because it's a bit too flippant some here and there i really enjoy like the characters playing their objectives to the hilt like mark strong and michelle pfeiffer but oh there's a couple of things but yeah the connection thing between the main characters for me Mm. i'm like isn't so much there um i i think charlie cox had better chemistry with Sienna Miller in the little date <laughs> scene than he mm. she, he had with with um Woody I just don't mm. think that we had like um they like he saves her and everything but I don't think they had like character moments they were they were yeah. together getting to know each other I think no well they had that weird moment where it was like it, it felt like they didn't like each other very much and he mm. thought oh this is going to be a classic like suddenly they realize that they're passionately in love with each other but then instead it kind of leads to that scene where he creepily like opens a little hatch right. and oh, yeah. watches her in the bath and you're like, and you're like oh, oh, what are they being like go away yeah. and she's like what are you doing and he's like I'm not looking I'm not looking and it's like you clearly are yeah. like, I, I think mm. they were like trying to like see that in, in the whole like pirate ship montage between the two of them but, but because, it's it, a montage. because it was a montage we, I couldn't care about yeah. the two of them like, yeah. we I want to actually spend time in that time rather than just like anyway yeah. montage happens and now they're in love and even, like, even <laughs> just between the two of them like but just him by himself I wanted to care about him but yes I, I think there's a big issue with it because he's, he's kind of our protagonist and we don't really get given a reason why we care about I him I think he's just like maybe they were like let's ca- cast an actor who's naturally likable but like that's not enough sometimes it's not enough yeah. mm. like it felt very like what all we know about him is we know his origin story like through the sort of the, the little prologue and we know that he loves this girl that doesn't like him back and that's kind of all we know about him. And his dad, yeah. But, yeah, like, we, we don't really know, like, yeah. and that he doesn't have a great job, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, petty enough to go on this great big adventure and cross the wall again to see mm. his love, just to tell her that she doesn't oh love God. her anymore. Like, yeah. it just feels really petty. I'm and just it's like, like she doesn't so. care. Like, the whole thing, the whole yeah. reason why you had to go do this quest is because she's not into you. <laughs> like, you <laughs> just stayed in bed yeah. with like, the lady I, that loved you. Speaking of the wall, though, I do love that guard. And when he like God is great. Oh, he pulled he's, those moves when he's, when he's, he's so good. He's from Waking Ned Divine. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so like good. beautiful Irish. Yeah. Did that off you go? Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I also like the design of the wall that it's like such a gigantic like yeah, so yeah. area, and it looks mm. so like there's no like immediate kind of threshold thing. It just kind of looks very normal. What is the and, world like, called like again? It. Stormhold or some Stormhold? Stormhold sounds right. Yeah. 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 I wanted to explore more of that world. It seemed mm. very interesting. Mm. Well, because I think particularly, like, the, what do we actually see of it is not a the, lot. Yeah, we see, like, the inside market. the witch's lair, yeah. we see the market in the prologue. Yeah. Um, we don't really see anything of the kingdom. or The like, sky pirates a little mm, bit. I like the sky pirates a bit. Yeah, we I, see south. We know that south there's some ice. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> the, the whole, like, a soothsayer, which he killed yeah, because right. he was working with his brother. That was, oh, that was yeah, a cool moment. Right. I like the, that. I like the bo- knuckle bone things. Yeah. I like, yeah. so they, again, it felt like a really also, cool world-building thing. I want to know more the, about. The witch's um, lair and the, their, like, rituals mm. of what we saw, I thought was cool. Mm, like, mm. Mm. it felt... Yeah true to me yeah yeah i did want it to get a bit nastier yeah like, with the because the, they, they cut away straight away right? yeah there's one time where they're doing their um how specs and like trying to like 
figure out what's in the in, in trials. And then we see a little bit of it later on, but I'm like, get it meatier yeah. and grosser. Coming, yeah. coming from um, a witch writer. Yeah. Himself. Which is like, I, James Cain. <laughs> the love, three witches. I love, like, I mean, yeah, like, you box. have your options with witches. So it's like, you can make them good and cool. And it's like, they're going to be cool anyway because they have witchcraft. But if you make them, like, really evil, make them go, like, really evil. Mm. Um, and also when the princes were killing each other, when they were getting poisoned... I like that, but I thought their eyes should have bulged and they should have <laughs> gone right in the really face. really specific <laughs> criticism was like, their eyes should have bulged. I was like, what? What are you talking about? No, He's but like, like, when, they, when they got poisoned. <laughs> but like, it's very like, oh dear my gosh, boof. And then I, I'm like, it should be like. I don't <laughs> get why the throne just didn't pass to the firstborn though. Like, logically I didn't get well, it. Well, no, that's oh. not the rules. I know, yeah, I guess so. The rules is the last the remaining one. So, the one remaining, it's, um, like, it's like a crabs or something. I don't know. There, there, some, there are some animals where I thought at the end, the strongest I, was, I was actually yeah. hoping that his mum would ascend to the throne being yes! the final daughter. And I looked it up and that is what happens in the book. Oh. What? Yeah. That's cool. I was going to blame him on the, no, the, the bad that plot. Is, that's not from the book, apparently. Yeah. And the, yeah, wow. They, they, well, like, they, they pass it on to, like, he's like, oh, I'm the, I'm the heir to the throne, but I'll pass it to my mother because she knows more about the kingdom oh. and change the Oh, rules. that'd be cool. Would you be better? And then she, he would go off with what's-her-face. Yeah, he and Yvain spend, Yvain, spend their life yeah. traveling the world, and then he dies and doesn't become a star. <laughs> like, he just dies. Oh, yeah, well, that's fine. And then, she, and then she becomes the ruler forever because she's the, the ruler uh. of the kingdom. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. Matthew Vaughan wrote this one and uh, Neil Gaiman just produced it. So yeah. he's given his blessing, mm. but, um, but it's, it's, it's very much very Vaughan's much kind not. of thing. Well, this is my big banana was like, I actually was really curious in reading like some of this book because I was like, oh, I feel like there is the thing that's not hitting and not totally gelling for me watching this movie is that it feels like tonally there are things... There's, it's very confused tonally to me. Like it feels like there are moments that feel like they're trying to do a you know this 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 fantasy story. There's just stuff that's trying to do like a fairy tale kind of vibe. That sort of very classical and traditional sort of beats. And then there's also trying to be this oh modern day subversion like winking comedy thing. <laughs> the um, peanut gallery <laughs> of of the the dead brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the Ricky and, Gervais of it all. And trying yeah. To, yeah, and trying to do like more sort of like comedy stuff. And I think, yeah, knowing that he was going for Princess Bride makes total sense because I feel like that's where he's trying to aim for is he's trying to do like, we want the romantic stuff and we also want the comedy. And I feel like he just isn't very funny. <laughs> so the comedy really didn't work for me a lot of the time. Um, and I was like really interested. I was like, what is the book? Like, what is the sort of thing that's getting adapted for, from? And I actually read the first chapter of it because I got, found like a free sample online <laughs> that's not available on Libby, sadly, and not Ooh. available on the library apps. Um, and tonally very different. Like the book is written in the style of pre-Lord of the Rings, like English fantasy. So it's written in like 19th century sort of idiom style. Like it, and it, it, it was beautiful. Right? Like it feels very Dickensian kind of era. Um, it most reminded me of if you've ever read Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, the mm. Susanna Clarke book, which is mm. set a little bit earlier in the Napoleonic Wars, but it's written as a book of that time would be, except that it's in an alternate universe where there's magic. Um, and it sort of, yeah, it felt very much like it was rather than a more norm, like uh, classical Neil Gaiman style as well. Like as I've read some of his other books, and it's also not written in that style. It's like he's very much specifically aping this kind of mid-Victorian era mm. style of prose and telling this like timeless fairy tale in that way and i'm like hmm this feels 
entirely different tonally than what they're going for in this movie. And I think that might be the thing, is that they've taken plot beats from this, you know, playful, but not a comedy. Like, it's not a comedy, the book, I mm. think. It seems like it's, it's a really playful, whimsical fantasy. It's not like everything, it's the end of the world, super serious, you know, that post-Lord of the Rings era. Like, it's it's very like playful and whimsical, but it's still, like, in earn- like very earnest, I think, in the book. Mm. And I think mm. there's the winkingness of the tone feels kind of at odds with some of the plot points and the, the narrative <laughs> so that comes from that. And so I think that's, for me, is it, it feels like there's these two different things that never totally marry for me. And I, that probably is your mileage may vary depending on yeah, how I, you find the jokes. But I'm just like, for me, I'm like, oh, it just feels like it doesn't totally work. I didn't mind the comedy. I just wanted more time with the characters. Like, I felt very, like, constrained with this two-hour... It feels like it's, it's a on bit format. Train tracks, kind of, yeah. Yeah, I, I just wanted more of it. Like, I wanted, like... Because, yeah, I think, you know, like, we got the plot and the beats of the movie, but... Um, yeah, I wanted to care more about the world, the characters. So if I had luxuriated in these themes and in, in, in these characters and in the story um, and, and the humor, like they had more time to expand on that as well, then, yeah, I, I just thought it was moving like so quickly for me that I was like... Ah. Especially with like Yvain and... Um... What's his name? Tristan. Tristan, where it's like, if it's a road movie, if they're on the road, like give us a bit of time... And they do have some scenes to, like, get to know each other, but it's, yeah. like, I want to see, like, each incremental step of them falling in love, you know? Because, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that should be really sweet. And, like, him thinking, oh, I'm in love with this, wom- this woman, but actually, here's who I should be with. It's, like, a classic, like, Because I story. also don't know why he loves her, to be honest. No. It seemed like he just loved her because she because loved Because she him. said that he loved her. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. And there was none of that journey either, like the, the the journey of the romance, but also just the sense of having travelled a really long yeah. way, which is something yeah. I always love about those like fantasy movies and fantasy yeah. novels. Yeah, like you, you didn't really get that the whole landscape and also I wanted all these I wanted more time mm-hmm. with the brothers as well, like what their inner mm. politics deal is like, because mm. all of a sudden he's in the south and now he's up north again. Like, mm, mm. what's happening? Yeah, they just have fast coaches; they can go really fast. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like if the whole, I, I think it's maybe it's a genre, like not just about the tone, but I think it's a genre confusion thing. And that if this is a romance first and forward, like if this is like at the heart of it as a fantasy romance then what you need to sort of focus your time on is getting to know these two characters like at yeah. the sort of heart mm. of any romance plot is we have to get to know both of them we have to get to know why yeah. they're right for each and other I don't... what their obstacles are for seeing that like why we as the audience are like rooting for them to get together so that it's really satisfying when they do yeah. but I don't think that this had the yeah. it didn't want to be a romance it's like, it's, despite the fact that that's fundamentally what the plot of this is like it doesn't, didn't feel like it wanted to be a romance and it kind of was like no we're, we're doing there's been too much kissing stuff like it's kind of fighting with itself yeah Yeah. and it's telling that he does more action stuff later on because like the chase element this rat race kind of thing is Mm. like everyone's gunning for the star like feels like the most for me dynamic kind of part of the movie of like everyone being like mark strong Mm. killing people and michelle pfeiffer slowly making tracks towards but ultimately yeah you got to fall in love with these two yeah, yeah. And so i think it doesn't work as a romance because i feel like the director is kind of 
yeah, like leery of making it a romance. Like he's like, no, it's it's more of a fantasy comedy yeah, and it's got a romance is... in it. But it's like, but this the, the mm. core plot of this is a romance story. It's about these two people getting together and falling in love, and that's what we want. We, I mean, you know, if we if you're aiming for that. Princess Bride, then you've not nailed the the romance element yeah, of Princess yeah. Bride. You have to be yeah. vulnerable, eh? And that's yeah. kind of mm. why the I mean, Robert De Niro didn't fully work for me either yeah. because it mm. felt like. I, I love it in conception. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. like the super like mask actor mm. is like you know, playing gay and it's about like how he has to hide himself. But like, it felt like he was doing more of like a, I don't know. Like, like a stock character. Stock like, character. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, who is the internal like I, I, life of yeah. this person? I wonder, there's no vulnerability. Like, it feels more like a mid thousands yeah. gay joke. I wonder honest. if this was before he found out that his dad was gay. Robert De Niro, the actor. Because oh, I, I feel like maybe know. his perspective would have changed after that. Because, like, literally, I went on a rabbit hole today because I was just like, Robert De Niro. Because I was De like, Niro, homophobic. Like, well, I don't know. It's just like, I, I typed down Robert De Niro gay roles because I feel like in my head I saw him in another gay role, mm. but I don't think maybe that's just my head. Right. But then, like, the first result was like, Robert De Niro, gay dad. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. So I just read. Mm. And how he was like, you know, I, he wished he could have had that conversation with his father to be like, it's okay, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm. I um, don't think it's homophobic. No. It's not, but it's kind of just like, it's something where you don't think about it. Like, Yeah, I think it's kind <laughs> of the, the, it feels very of the era. Of the, the era, yeah. yeah. In which kind of this is acceptable it's like no one would think twice yeah, acknowledging it's like it. the joke is that you thought this pirate would be really masculine but the joke is he's actually very feminine yeah and that's kind of not really a joke anymore that's just kind of like so yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's, you kind yeah. of like want to know the internality, know the internality. Like... but i think it was accepted as just like yeah. And he's joke. very much just playing at it as well. That it didn't yeah. feel like there was yeah, it was missing that vulnerability because and the it's, sincerity. It's so yeah. funny, like as soon as he found out that they were from they were going to England, he put on the voice like straight away, mm. like this gay voice, like his gay persona. Yeah. Like when he you know, like flung off the 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 body double or whatever. Yeah. And then he like stowed them into his like secret closet or whatever. Yeah. Like he was so easily just like that person. Mm. Yeah. And he whips the hand out and does all uh, yeah. the, the hand gestures. And it's like, oh. The vocal inflictions, which I get, but Bobby. I'm like, there are gay people who are like that. But yeah. But I don't I know. Th- it's a first I, choice. I, I feel first like thought. there's, you know, and it's, it's, there's not really a, an issue in itself no. of doing a particularly camp performance, no. like, for a, a role. But, like, yeah, it's the, the fact that that's sort of where it ends. It's like we yeah. don't look at, like going further into like the the, the, the mm. thoughts and hearts and mind of this character yeah. I know? wanted him to get with the first mate that's like, what that Jay, I know that's so what I thought cute. the first mate gave a look at a certain point and Jay yeah. was like oh that's his boyfriend the first mate yeah and yeah. that's not the, the I think the what, what they're trying to say with that is get they all know they've all known the yes. whole time mm. so that's, we got that later yeah. but like yeah the looks seem more just like oh, yeah. classic so it is nice that they're still looking out for him even though they know the whole time but yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like Yeah, I guess there's that like scene where Mark Strong comes in and he's like just dancing with furs and stuff like that. Mm. And it's just kind of like, Whoa, I bet you've never seen Robert De Niro like this and I was like, Okay, like yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, as you say, it's kind of like that's the punchline. Let's go. Yeah. And it's mm. not like um 
Yeah, not like it's not malicious. It's malicious not of their character. It's trying to like, way, but it's just him, but... it's just not really hugely thoughtful. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of like okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like honestly, it would have been nice if he just kept his persona, but still was into dresses and stuff. Yeah, instead if he of was just still like, like you yeah. know, yeah. his like pirate persona. Yeah, yeah, if he's like, I'm gay. Yep. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. would have been. Or really I mean, funny. like to be honest, like if it's rather than doing it as like a gay joke, if it's just that he doesn't really like being a pirate and he doesn't want to be threatening, and his whole thing is that he, you know, is or maybe pretending thought, to be a scary pirate, yeah. but he doesn't actually want to do any violence because he's maybe, very pacifist at heart. Like it would be quite sweet. <laughs> maybe he thought that being a pirate was dressing up in fabulous clothes, yeah. but actually it's like for, rough and tumble. He was it's a little bit of like death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like we. So Hulk recently as well. We just yeah. Dustin Dustin Hoffman Hulk just does it. Like, yeah, and it's yeah. like it's part of the luxury of being a pirate. You can yeah. just dress up extravagantly and yeah. have a bit of flame in your beard if you want. Speaking of vulnerable <laughs> moments, when Claire Danes was saying that she loved him, I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, I knew she was going to say that in her but speech, but it does seem too soon. But also, what thing. made her again? What made her fall in love with him? I don't get it. I don't it. know. I don't get Nothing. it. Nothing. It was but for plot reasons. But that was her vulnerable moment to say that she's yeah. like, I'm in, I'm in. I just but. think it must be just because she was pretty lonely up there. Like, yeah. and he's the first guy that's not yeah. tried to like but, kidnap her. But or that's the first man you've ever. Oh no, he did kidnap her. her right? <laughs> the first man I've ever met. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting to explore. It's like that Miranda from the Tempest thing, where it's like, mm. oh my gosh, you're the first man. Like, I don't know, like you've got that as yeah, the characterization why don't you explore that as opposed to just yeah I mean because in her speech she even says that she knows a lot about love and that she's seen people fall in love and fall out of love this whole time so yeah. she must know what real love is like yeah. so it feels like but he didn't show any of that mm. love. He, he maybe like touched her hand one time. Yeah, but they he stopped didn't... hating each other and they did a montage yeah but yeah. I was just like maybe you're the first person to see me for being me instead of just being an object a star to be coveted but yeah. as a person I don't know something yeah. Again, along those lines draft, still better than the current draft <laughs> what, are his, what are his attributes what does she like what, does he, problem, I think what does he care about that she sees is like oh my gosh he's really compassionate with yeah. all these people or, this is the thing is, I think both yeah. these characters are underwritten so of course yeah. their romance is going to be underwritten because like there isn't enough that we know about either of these characters you know, mm. to actually, yeah, have them state what they like about each other. Mm. <laughs> One of the things that I, I wrote down about Tristan was like, I'm not like other boys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because he's got that whole thing of like, I'm not just a shop boy. I'm more than a shop boy. There's more to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just like, a boy who works at a shop. What is the stuff? <laughs> yeah, I think you commented like, really? Like, you are <laughs> yeah. just a shop boy. No, I said like, he doesn't even work at a shop. He got fired. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not just a shop boy because you don't work at the shop anymore. Like, you're an um, unemployed man also <laughs> his dad just gives him all the tools to go through the wall like yeah. what the f- I want I want a sequel and I want it to be the rekindling of the romance between his dad and his mum yeah because yeah. at the end they were just together <laughs> yeah. yeah I thought the dad her, was her not aging a day yeah. and him being like 20 years yeah. older than she is now. <laughs> I thought he had a good like dad vibe too though I was like what a nice dad I'm gonna look through my notes oh I thought 
I just want to ch- chuck in some other bottles that I got reminded of. Yes, absolutely. Um, I thought that final like sequence at the castle, it feels like D&D campaign. Like, it's very fun. Where... I, I thought it was fun as well. Like, the, yeah. the witches, the, the, the voodoo, voodoo thing. Yeah. And also her sisters getting a, really a bit of shine. Like, their death scenes are pretty fun. Like, yeah, like mm-hmm. it... Killed I off felt in like various ways. Mark Strong, like, drowning in drowning mid-air really cool. is so Very epic. Cool. The fur sister, I thought that was Michelle Pfeiffer for a second. Because <laughs> she kind of looked like her when she cackled. And yeah. I was like, oh, she's she dead already. Yeah. And I was like, no, oh, it's, it's just one. like, yeah. This I have is to say, it. though, I really didn't like the, like, exposition dump witches thing that they would do throughout mm. the entire movie where they just kept cutting to Michelle Pfeiffer and the magic mirror and then the other two witches just, like, going like, now you have to do this other thing. Like, yeah. here's some more information for the plot. <laughs> like, okay, this, is a, this is a visual <laughs> medium. Like, let's yeah, try and Yeah, it felt a little bit lazy, I think, because it happened so many times and it was just kind of the same scene And there time. was one where Michelle was losing her hair. Yeah. Um, and it was, like, massive, like, bald patch. And then it was clearly a reshoot because then... And yeah. like jump back to that scene, and her and she it was, was an immediate luscious cut, and, and it younger was like again. she looked way younger than she had in the, just the shot before. <laughs> I just, just say just the visual effects not bad for two thousand seven. I think generally pretty mm-hmm. good. There were some like the funniest one was the, the little mini elephants at the market and the prologue. Oh, yeah. that we had, which <laughs> looked the most fake that I've ever seen. But you know, the makeup really to me time. was fine. So yeah. Obviously, when I first saw Michelle and her sisters, I was you like, were like <laughs> okay, <laughs> but it grew on me. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get why they didn't just cast two older women oh for the other two sisters yes because mm. I, I was they, waiting for them to get young, young again yeah, <laughs> yeah I bet true. what happened yeah. was they did and then they realized that they looked they would... insane as a trio because, yeah because like, Michelle clearly Michelle had makeup on so <laughs> clearly that's, that's true yeah. but they were like okay we're gonna have to make the other two look like they'll do the same system so that we don't we don't I, that's what my thought process yeah, was. yeah. yeah. no she yeah. would look like, weird then. if they had like the natural yeah. age faces and then she yeah. would just like it was caked in makeup yeah yeah because it's just not there's only so much you can do in terms of making a young person look much older <laughs> yeah. yeah and they're doing extremes of old right yeah like they're, they're doing you know we're decrepit thousands of years ancient, old which is yeah um did you have um, any more notes in your book oh yes yeah. um we've talked about like the roll call of other brits um, <laughs> I speak. Oh, what do we think about the ghosts? I really like the idea of it. I like the they, idea of I, how they visually look and oh, I like the idea like of them as well. Stuff, but they're kind but. of just like they were flat the entire time. Even their framing was they're just in a yeah. line. Yeah, I was mm. like, give me more dynamic with the ghosts because I like the idea of them. When I first saw them, yeah. like especially when Secundus was killed and then yeah, he just like he just appeared in the back, and it's cool that they like are frozen Strange. in like. I like that we're stuck in our death. And our death, mm. was, yeah. That's but, why I was sad about the poisoning. I was like, oh, yeah, that could have looked really cool. Yeah, <laughs> and like it seems like that it's just like improv now, please. Or it's like, I don't know, they could have either got them to riff more or like given them some juicy lines. Mm. And you talked about flat before. I think like visually this film, like how it looks is quite a little pedestrian in terms of the cinematography and like it's there's nothing visually super interesting to me. There's like mm. a scene where Michelle is talking with the is it another witch, um, Outside, who's the other? The Chortisel. Yeah, and it was really brightly lit and like kind of like <laughs> blindingly so. Baghag, if you're not seeing this, if you're just listening, James yeah. is enacting the rays yeah. of sun, blinding yeah. the, him. And, the lights shining in his eyes. And I agree with Charlie. You pointing out like the 
the environment is really pastoral, which I hadn't really. I guess maybe I'm I'm like uh, used to pastoral, but I'm like well not used to it, but like I kind of wanted more of like your kind of full on Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, so like scenery porn. Yeah, or like I don't know, just make the landscape. M- more beautiful or more ravaged or something like that i I feel like this is a tone thing again though because i think this is the director saying like i don't want it to look like lord of the rings i don't want it to look like that's true because he's not trying to do serious fantasy he's trying to do princess bride yeah Yeah. and so that's why i think it does look costumey like quite a lot but like i think he's leaning into costumey because that's part of his aesthetic he's trying to do but again, I think that's that's where that tonal thing doesn't it doesn't feel quite yeah. comfortable. Just that rub of like the yeah. movie that it feels like it wants to be maybe yeah. or like the roots of. The yeah, story I think or... there are a lot of different things pulling different directions. Yeah. Speaking of Brits, though, I love now I know definitively that Robert De Niro cannot do a British accent. Yeah, because because <laughs> he was like England, England, England. Yeah, I was like, we're like mm, no, so... <laughs> and then he was like. And he was like, are you from England? And he was like, no, but I've heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) Because Michelle and Claire, while their accents had moments where it was shaky, they were kind of like able to like pull off a consistent accent at least. They weren't the best accents. (laughs) Robert De Niro didn't even attempt. They probably heard it and were like, (laughs) how about your characters from Fantasy America? (laughs) (laughs) And and speaking of when he was like... um, cutting his hair and it was like randomly longer for a little bit i was like no and then when was that just because i was like is that just fantasy world and then you were like maybe i it's think he's extensions. put extensions in i don't know maybe but like in the end, it, was, it was he made it longer when it was like the, when we saw the finished product and it was like more curled and quaffed yeah. i was like yeah it looks nice i still preferred his like short hair look. yeah but i you know. oh i prefer the long hair but maybe it's also the the white look as well yeah. oh yeah. yeah the big old jacket yeah i'm like mm. who is the most like we've covered some rom-com leads who are seem nice but are actually pretty nasty like ewan mcgregor and moulin rouge like rings a bell like these like secret like not full-on incel like people but like <laughs> just like a bit like selfish kind Dudes of stuff rom-coms because I, d- I mean i like, truly we did, we did ryan gosling and la la land we yeah. did like you know <laughs> there's a few on mixed bag that have yeah popped up. i didn't clock as much how kind of nasty he was because i think i was more focused on the world of it but yeah as you say i'm like oh there's some very nasty stuff yeah, him. no, the, the, the looking in on her in the bath was one that, like, absolutely, yeah. I was just like, why are we, no one's, yeah. no one's commenting on this? Like, mm. <laughs> and then the traveling back to, to, yeah, for just to be like, no, I break up with you. And it's the, like, okay. you want to get over yourself. It's yeah. <laughs> like, oh, grow up, Tristan. No, that's what he says. You want to grow up. I don't know. I, <laughs> so yeah, petty. it's weird. I, I just like. <laughs> she was, she was fine. Like, I you were the one obsessed with I, her. I wouldn't yeah. have minded if it was like a more kind of like sexually charged relationship yeah. between them either, because like in the beginning when like Ben Barnes and like that lady, I didn't expect them to like get it on straight away. I was like, oh, this is cute. It's Again, because I'm like, oh, my main character. No. Yeah, and then they're just like, oh, what else can I do for you? I was like, oh. I think okay. I, and I was like, oh no, that's a quest for sure. And then they were like, oh, they're definitely getting it on. <laughs> yeah. Again, I want to say this is again looking at the Wikipedia page of the differences between book and novel um, is that the Victoria is much nicer in the book. Um, oh. And they end up, yeah, it, like he goes back to tell her that she should like, like go and marry her real love, which is the other guy. Mm. Like, 
Maybe they so, like, made her awful as I a should. way to make you like Tristan more, but Maybe. it just doesn't feel like I didn't it, find it her that. Like a, I didn't find her that awful. Well, like, I don't think she's that bad, yeah. but I feel like they, they the way they treat her is so much pettier. Yeah, than yeah. Like, to use because she yeah. is nice, but she's just like she's, she's just, just like kind girl. of a bit flighty. Yeah, she's yeah. just a bit like yeah. a little bit um, superficial, but like there's nothing yeah. bad about. Her. She's like I don't even know if she loves the other guy. To be fair, like yeah. She's just like like being courted and stuff like, yeah. mm. and she was nice in that little date. I didn't think she was like mm. actively being like nasty to him. Which again means it's it's extra mean when he's like so mean to her. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. At one point, it's just like, what? <laughs> it's like you said, you get at the star as well. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, you'd be um, upset when she's disappointed. Yeah. It's, it's very... What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> It's, oh. And it's, I think it's very much presented as just like, yeah, show her, show that bitch, like, kind of moment for the audience, mm. which I'm like, no, come on, Matthew. Like, <laughs> and, and the engine doesn't even, like, get her happy ending if her husband actually fooled around with Robert De Niro. Prefers, prefers <laughs> the company of Robert De Niro. Yeah. Um, yeah. I still just don't understand why they got to come over the wall into the fantasy kingdom <laughs> for the coronation. I'm like... They got special passes, <laughs> special passports. I think it's a, yeah, it's a special pass. It's like, it's a... And another petty move i think yeah. of like look how well we've done and we thought maybe he went to her wedding he went to victoria's wedding right. and then uh, he was like you well, i guess you can mine. come to mine yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'm just kidding no big, mm, it's not mm. big, I'm big I'm thinking being crowned did well. you have any other thoughts on the movie charlie um oh god so many yeah. <laughs> so many um i <laughs> We were um, discussing how it was really funny that everyone had an English accent in the movie, mm-hmm. um, apart from Robert De Niro. Um, and then that got us onto talking about how it's such a white movie. Yeah. Oh my God, it is God. such a white Painfully movie. Painfully white. Yeah. I actually took a note. One hour and four minutes into the movie, there is a black man. Where? <laughs> when, when did he He's appear? on the crew. He's on the pirate crew. Oh, the pirate crew. And then an yes, hour and 18 right. minutes in, there is an Asian man who has a really cool fight sequence, but all they get to do is just go, yar. <laughs> there are no lines involved. <laughs> I even noticed that. Which is yes, just, indeed. oh God. I was watching it with an Irish friend as well, and so she was like, yeah, fantasy movies are always English. It's really fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. yeah, not the most diverse of movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cringe. Yeah. And there's that moment at the end with Michelle where she's like, I'm sorry. I, I forgive you. And oh, then she yeah. Just, and like, she just likes them out, right? And, yeah, it's a psych out to smash mirrors at them, right? I do love yeah. she was just like, <laughs> the mirror sequence is fun. But I'm like, she looks terrifying when she does that. Yeah. That she lifts her arms right out. You creepy. know what? We don't give Michelle Pfeiffer enough roles where she can just chew the scenery. Exactly. <laughs> I think she too. was loving it. I, uh, I right? think she was yeah. having the most fun. Absolutely. She was my yeah. favourite performer. And I think this year is the year, same year as Hairspray. So she had a good oh, year. Good she had year. a good year. Yeah. For big roles. Yeah. 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 What does she get I, to do in Hairspray? Is it much? She's, yeah, she's, she's uh, the villain. Amber, Velma oh, Von Tussauds. Yeah. yeah, Velma oh, Von Tussauds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I need to see French Exit, what she was in a couple years ago. Yeah. I did make some notes about um just the um it being two thousand and seven and yeah. just there was a lot of two thousand and seven 
in the design like you can look back on it and be like oh yes that's very of the time mm-hmm. and I think the first time I noticed it was when Michelle Pfeiffer came out and she's all young again and beautiful and she has these like corkscrew curls <laughs> that have kind of got yes. little bits of tinsel through yeah. them <laughs> I was like oh I remember that oh no and then there's just like there's no eyebrows like eyebrows yeah. do not shouldn't have like movie. highlights of like <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it was and the curtains all of the curtains mm. lots of heartthrob curtains going on I love that Tristan and his dad both have the same hairdo like yeah. oh yeah mm. well that makes yeah. sense why I thought it was the same guy yeah, same yeah, yeah, yeah. he was the same guy because yeah. yeah. he never yeah. aged either yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah no it's really interesting how like eras of like fashion design can persist even in a fantasy context yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> think about that stuff but yeah yeah. How about you, James? Do you have any more notes? No, I mean, it, we've pretty much covered it all, so I don't know. Should we get to... About ready to wrap up? Yeah. Do we think? Yeah. Unless there's anything mm. else. All right. It's all right. time for... Bag. Or boots. Hmm. Mm. I do have one more comment before we go. Okay. Okay. That means the... you're going to have to go first with bag and boots. So. Yeah. yeah. The unicorn... Just came out. What happened to it? It was just there. It was just there, and then it was gone. Oh, and then they flung that goat across the room. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And that's how that, how Miss Ron, uh, Mr. Weasley died. Yeah, Yeah. Mr. Weasley. It was actually quite distressing. He was very good. (laughs) He was very good at like like getting her out of the tree, getting her out of the, the inn. Um, but yeah, he didn't help later on, did he? No, didn't no. even get invited to the wedding. Exactly. <laughs> I would love to see the unicorn <laughs> like, at the back. You know. Ridden in on the unicorn. Yeah. You know, official er- herald of the New Kingdom. Yeah. All right, I'll go first. I thought the, the concept of this film was really cool. I was really... Um, like dropped in I was like I really wanted to get to know these characters especially because fantasy isn't usually my genre mm. um, I was like Ooh, I love this world um, but ultimately I think I didn't end up caring for the characters which I I, I got um, I I was watching it but I was like kind of rooting for Michelle Pfeiffer a little <laughs> bit <laughs> um, which you know she should have won I think there's a lot to like about the film still, but I think ultimately my heart tells me that it's a it's a biff for me. <laughs> right, who wants to go next? I'm a biff it. I'm a biff it. You're biffing <laughs> it. Yeah, it's biffed. I really wanted to like it as well, and yeah. I just remember it, it has. Yeah, I felt a lot of connection to it, and I really wanted to love it. Um, but you know, seeing Robert De Niro in a dress in two thousand and seven, it was mildly exciting, and it's just not exciting. Anymore. I also just wish he would actually like if he'd gone to the wedding in a dress. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. Mm. With his with the first maid on his arm. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, that would have been so cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. just I I really want to read the book as a yeah. That, that's the, the thing. thing. I'd made yeah. me curious I about put the world the book in my mind. On my on my like to read list. Also, after reading the first chapter, I, I was like, okay. This this property is ripe for a miniseries. Mm, I'll revisit. Yeah, because mm. it's not even that like big of a uh, a sacred cow that you. Can I don't think many like, people remember. No. Yeah, this movie. exactly. Well, <laughs> it it is quite popular on DVD. I think a lot, or yeah. and and on streaming. I think a lot of people have like. There is a, a community of people 
like letterboxed reviews people are like oh my gosh charlie cox but oh my god robert it's, de niro it's not but, the same property yeah. as like narnia or like yeah. harry potter or like yeah. uh, those and other like Lord good omens is yeah. like killing it and the sandman like yeah so i think it's ripe right for now. like a proper like exploration of these worlds and characters mm. but, yeah. yeah and it could be so dark and so yeah. gross like the witches yeah. they could be like really i gross. think because really lean into because that i'm really into the concept of of it all and like mm. yeah but the execution just was a bit yeah. roughshod for me a little bit i mean i'm very much in the same sort of camp i mean like i felt i think at the end of this movie very similar to what i felt when i saw it the first time which is kind of like okay it seems fine um but yeah i was so curious to find out more about the backstory like you know like the actual source material um and yeah reading the first chapter of source material i was like oh this is like great like this is beautiful mm. prose like neil gaiman is just a very good writer you know like mm. big news but good at <laughs> writing um but yeah i was just like reading this being like oh i really really want to read this book um so i don't know part of me wants to give it a bag because it helped me go like oh i want to read this book quite a lot <laughs> um and like maybe that that gives it a you know like it, it has some worth in the world but yeah. i think like overall it was like yeah just just a, quite a frustrating watch because i was so like yelling at these characters like who are you what's your deal like mm. <laughs> particularly yeah shop boy i mean <laughs> like, what's who are Claire you what's didn't even get a, a beautiful princess dress you know <laughs> like yeah, she, had she didn't get a her... dress which she... i didn't love the no neither oh, to like, me yeah, i was like i would star dress. Well, yeah. yeah in movies there's a princess moment can go a long way with me convinced that two people are falling in love with each other <laughs> you just want someone to walk down the stairs yeah. and somebody mm. else to turn around and go and like right and you're like oh they love each other um but yeah i think it's in the biff the biff as well yeah i think i'm on the same i was like oh should i but i think i'm on the same track of like i really enjoy the villains of this piece um and i think they're having a really good time but yeah i think it's just trying to be too hollywood or too comedic um yeah it's like i love the princess bride but i think that one it's such a lightning that, in a bottle movie that I think trying to imitate it doesn't work. It's like, lightning in a really. It's lightning in a bottle, and it has a huge heart. Like it mm. has a humongous heart, and I don't really see much heart in that. It's all the talk of eating hearts. I think the heart has been eaten from Stardust, oh. <laughs> um, and uh, there's only the hollow remains of a body that <laughs> looks really cool. But maybe the book is the answer to that. Um, yeah, but I think the cast is. Like, it's really stacked. It is kind of cool that they got, like, Michelle Pfeiffer and Robert Mm. De Niro for this. Even though I don't know why they didn't just cast, like, some British people in the two two roles that required... (laughs) We're not famous British people. British accent. It seems like Vaughn's kind of sensibilities kind of does a a mix of both. Like, Mm. Nicolas Cage and Kick-Ass and stuff. Well, that's all American, actually. Yeah, that's all American. Um, But, like, Kingsman. Yeah, I think there's some Americans in there peppered throughout in Mm. the sequels. Yeah. But that's so it's oh, a officially. It's oh, a f- did I not say it's a bit for me say. as well? Oh yeah, okay, cool. It's an official bit. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry to start us. Yeah. But hey, better luck next time. Mm. Hope you make it again. <laughs> yeah, make it again. Do it exactly. Again. Do it, reboot, it doesn't please. mean yeah. like we want to see more of it. watch a series for sure. Punch it up. Yeah. I want to see lots of chemistry next time. Yeah, cast for the romance. Yeah. And I don't know very many fantasies that are just romance, apart from Princess Bride. No, there aren't mm. that many yeah. fantasy romances. They're just 
mostly action yeah, mostly adventure. Yeah, mostly about quests yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, there's some bit action and, here, and, but or we politics, want to, we want to like in terms mm. of Game of Thrones. But and yeah. I think if you stretch it out, it allows you to have like the kind of playful back and forth, like, yeah, oh, I hate him kind of Look, thing. Plus, like, it was adapted from a novel. Like, I'm certain there were a lot of plot points that would have cut. Like, exactly. you know, <laughs> like, yeah, those things are always longer. Mm. Right. Well, well, that's that's us. Yeah. Um. So, what would you like to promote, Charlie? Like, where can we where can we find you? Oh, you can find me um all over the Wellington region soon, and up Ooh. in Manawatu a little bit. So, I'm I'm doing a um an adaptation, a panto adaptation of Peter Pan mm. with the Ooh. pantaloons, which is very fun. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bunch of us. We're going to be singing and dancing our way around. Amazing. That sounds great. If you've got a small person, please come and see that. You'll have a great time. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Thank you for bringing this one to the pod. It's been delightful. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a great discussion. It's been good. Yeah. And hopefully, next time, the next time you bring a movie to the pod, we might give it a bit. Yeah. A bit. A bag. Oh, Oh, no. We're going to bag again. Even just one bag would be nice. All right. Well, that's us. Yeah. Where can you find us? You can find us at Mixbag Pod or Mixbag Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and on X, but we don't really post there much anymore. And you can email us at mixbagcontact at gmail.com. But for now, that's That's a wrap. You like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast called Mixbag.